Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who have gone through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. Today, I am super excited for multiple reasons. First of all, I'm in a very special recording studio today, which is actually the bottom bunk of my children's bunk bed because <laughs> I have been kicked out of my studio due to remote learning by both of my children. I have a kindergartner in one room and a third grader in another room. And here I am. So if you can see me right now, I'm, I look like I'm in a bunker, which I am. The other reason, <laughs> much more important about the, my excitement right now is that today we are talking to Casey Urban, who is, has an incredible story and I can't wait for her to share it with you. Casey, thank you so much for being on the Epic Comeback podcast today. Thank you. It is an absolute honor to be here. I'm also a little nervous, just going to be honest, but I'm mostly really excited. <laughs> Straight out there. I, you know, this is, this is casual. We're going to chat and it's going to be, it's going to be so awesome. I'm cool. really excited. I'm not feeling nervous, but I'm feeling excited. And I heard that the <laughs> same, it's like the same areas of your brain, the same area of your brain deals with being nervous and deals with being excited. So when I feel nervous, I try to convince myself that I'm just excited. Yes, that's great, actually. I'll have to put that in my back pocket. <laughs> there you go, right in your back pocket. So Casey, I'm going to give you the mic to tell us just briefly, just introduce yourself. Who are you and where are you from? Uh, where are you located right now? And uh, what's what's been keeping you busy? What's, what's shaking? All right. Thank you so much, Nikki. Hi, I'm Casey Urban. I'm an eating disorder and body image coach. I'm also a yoga instructor. I've been teaching yoga and meditation for about 12 years. And I'm also a furloughed flight attendant for a major US airline. <laughs> and I just recently opened my uh, coaching business in 2020. I have been unofficially coaching people for years on social media. I am myself in recovery from an eating disorder, um, coming up on about seven years now, um, free of bulimia. And um, maybe about five years ago, I started really getting active on social media, talking about eating disorders, my own experience, sharing my own experience, which is something I really connected with you, with Nikki, is that you are just like out there, you tell your story, you're very honest, you're real. And I appreciate that so much. And I think just people in general appreciate that. They want that real connection. They want to know that they're not alone in their suffering. And so that me coaching people like I said, kind of like off the cuff for years on Instagram and Facebook made me think, okay, I think I can actually make something of this. Yeah. So in 2020, I opened up my body image and eating disorder coaching business and it has been going so well. I'm, I feel like I finally really found something that just I'm, I'm made to do. And I am so excited to bring this to the world. And my goal is just for my clients to feel 100% supported as much as I possibly can make them feel that way. Um, and yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. That's fantastic, Casey. I can relate to a lot of what you're saying in terms of finding something that feels like your absolute path. Like I, I feel the same way. This is my dharma. This is, yes. this is it. This is it. Yes. Everything is very, I mean, you, and I know you're a, you're a yoga instructor and a yogi. And, and when I discovered what I'm doing now and made decisions to do what I'm doing now, it felt like, a whole bunch of vertebrae becoming aligned, like a spine, yes. Um, yes. in terms of head, heart, gut, you know, mind, body, everything that I'm meant to do is what I'm doing right now. And 
I never knew if I would find that. I've always been sort of a, a generalist, like lots of different interests and not necessarily one really burning passion. And now I'm experiencing that. It's, and it sounds like you are too. Yes. Yes. Very excited to be here. Yeah. That's awesome. And I really, I want to say I deeply, deeply admire you for telling your story and for using your voice and, and speaking from a place of experience about something that inherently, inherently makes you vulnerable. And as you mentioned, also inherently makes you human and connects you to other people. And 100%. that kind of service is the most powerful when you're driven, I think, when you're driven by what you yourself have gone through. So major, major kudos and props to you for that. Thank Alrighty, you. So as you know, Casey, this podcast is it's about women for the most part. There also have been some really incredible men on it who have gone through what I like to call absolute caca. And another word for that could be trauma, life-shattering experiences. I like to call it caca. Would you please let us know, you, you already mentioned that you're recovering from an eating disorder. Would you talk about a little bit what you went through and what, what did you find to be kind of the worst or hardest part? Absolutely. So my bottom with bulimia was me binging and purging for 10 hours straight. And it's interesting because my bottom came several years after I had already been in and out of treatment twice. So that is a very common story for anyone suffering with an addiction. So if you are listening to this or watching this and you're suffering with addiction, know that recovery is part or um, relapse is part of the process mm -hmm. and it's okay. It's absolutely okay. And you can recover. Um, so that was my bottom. I um, had gone back to school after quitting school to be a yoga instructor, a very simplified version of this story because we have a limited amount of time. Um, and I, I was also in school at UT Austin and I was, um, like I said, binging and purging for 12 hours a day, 10, 12 hours a day. I was also trying to teach hot yoga, which by the way, the, the kind of yoga I originally taught was like 105 degrees, 90 minutes long, super intense. So mixing that with like the bulimia, it was just a recipe for disaster. Um, my uh, then boyfriend broke up with me. I was doing finals at UT. I had like an eight centimeter dermoid cyst inside one of my ovaries. Like everything was bubbling. It was really intense. And that's when I finally, finally found true recovery. Um, and I think it was just because it was so intense. It was like the bottom is like, okay, there's nowhere to go but up from here. And I finished my degree. I fulfilled a lifelong dream by moving to Chile and and I learned Spanish down there. I taught English. I really wanted to go outside of my own culture and outside of my kind of identity as a yoga instructor to really find true freedom, inner freedom, body, food freedom, all of the above. Mm -hmm. And I truly feel like I found that in Chile. I lived there for a year and a half. Uh, and then I decided that I needed to find a quote unquote, stable jobs. So I became a flight attendant. I accepted a job with a major US airline and moved to New York City and uh, found the love of my life on a dating app. And we had our daughter 19 months ago. And um, I also have a bonus daughter now as well. And the rest is history. <laughs> That's incredible, Casey. Oh my goodness gracious. I love what you said about how about how relapse can and is very likely part of the recovery process. That is something that that 
so many people listening to this are going to relate to. And I wanted to ask you, it just brings up the question for me. What do you think it was about, I mean, you mentioned that you mentioned that you hit bottom and that there was really nowhere to go up. I'm wondering kind of for you, what made the difference with kind of that time? I mean, you had experienced relapse and you said that you found true recovery. Um, so what made the difference there? Was it that you hadn't perhaps hit your true bottom? I'm, I'm curious about that. Well, I think it was also that, and thank you, that's a very good question. I think that was also around the time that I started learning and educating myself and investing in my education on diet culture. And mm -hmm. diet culture is something that we, unfortunately, these days, we're just born growing up with it. It's in the news, it's in um, the media, it's everywhere. Um, and, you know, just to define it very briefly, for those of you who may be unfamiliar with the term, it's basically um, this pressure from society to look a certain way. And um, like, if you, for example, I like to tell my clients, like, if you're ever struggling with body image on any given day, you have to remind yourself, ask yourself, who is profiting from these thoughts? It's the diet industry, which is, I think at this point, estimated a hundred billion dollar industry, oh, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that once I started educating myself on that, and it, it started with a big community on Instagram, I must say, um, finding the body acceptance community, learning about body positivity and how that is different from body acceptance because body positivity actually was started in um, people with for people living in marginalized bodies people living in larger bodies people BIPOC people and I think that's also a really important part to mention anytime I talk about body acceptance because there is this kind of um, movement where body positivity is just like, ooh, love my body, yeah, but it's also like, okay, there's a little bit of a deeper meaning there, there's, a, there's more history there. So I also encourage people that get excited about body positivity, which is great, I, I'm all about enthusiasm, but do your research and learn where it came from as well. So um, once I was learning about that, and then um, I was, I honestly think removing myself from the yoga community was huge because let's face it unfortunately the yoga community does uphold this very thin ideal uh, body standard you know yeah. um so i yeah just uh removing myself from that mostly teaching english in chile i did teach a little yoga but um and removing myself from my own culture even though of course there is that culture in chile as well but it was just it was a little bit of a separate time and i think that's what really kind of made it all click. But I think the biggest part, like I said, was um, investing in my education on diet culture. That is wonderful. And also very fascinating. And I, and I know th this was true for me. And I think true for a lot of people who stage epic comebacks in their lives and who are moving away from and, and, and also becoming empowered by trauma that they've gone through is the role of research. And a lot of people don't talk about it a lot. It's not as sexy as saying I went to an ashram or it's not right. as sexy as saying <laughs> I went to Chile or it's not as sexy as saying uh, I started, I don't know, I started working with a, I don't know, a, a healer or whatever it is that people that right. people do. There are so many different ways to, to recover and, and to take back your power. Research, I think, is a huge, huge piece of it for many people that we don't necessarily talk about is arming yourself with knowledge and and reading a book or an article or watching a video or a documentary just that kind of research and finding communities of people who are working yes. with a common body of knowledge yes. it is it isn't just empowering it's it's also incredibly affirming 
because you feel so much less alone because you can see that millions of people have gone through what you've gone through and that there's a lot that's known about it. There's a, there's a ton that's known about addiction. There's a ton that's known about eating disorders. There's a ton that's known about divorce, divorce or injury or illness, all that different kind of, you know, anything. And so, um, I'm excited to hear that, that that was part of your journey, that educating yourself was part of your journey. So let me ask you this now, and you, you kind of, you kind of started getting to this. It takes such a warrior to go through what something like what you went through. What is the best part about being on, let's call it for lack of a better phrase, being on the, the other side. You said you found true recovery. You have, uh, you got, you got kind of a, a legit job or whatever you were calling it <laughs> and found the love of your life, moved to New York, all of that. What is the best part about, about where you are now on your healing and comeback journey? Oh, gosh, that's a great question, Nikki. I honestly, I think it's just helping people and I already feel the emotions bubbling up, but, um, you know, like just, just helping people that are in the same situation that I was in, you know, um, just the fact that I was able to overcome that. And I know exact, I know the ins and outs. I relapsed so many times. I tried all the therapies. I did all the things and my, um, expertise and my, um, approach is just filled with all of that information that I have obtained over the past seven years or so. And, or even longer, cause you know, even for the time that I wasn't in, maybe I wasn't in true, true recovery, but I was still learning about it, still researching, um, just, you know, just this morning waking up and having a boxer message from my client and being able to respond first thing and then have my daughter being like, hi, you know, and then she, my client responded later, like, Hey, that even your, your daughter, like saying something on there was just brought joy to my day. And, um, you know, I, I just, I honestly, I didn't know if I was ever going to recover. I really didn't. So to not only be on the other side and now also helping people and finding that community, I mean, it, that's, I think that's it, helping people and um, community for sure. Those are the best parts of my recovery, I feel. That is wonderful. It is so wonderful. And you're, and you're creating community as well, right? Yes. I mean, finding community and then creating your own community. Yeah, it's really, I have, I, I've, I've seen a theme on this podcast. It, I mean, as well as, as in my own, in my own journey, in my own process of, particularly women who go through something backbreakingly difficult and almost even while they're going through it, but certainly after they've gotten to that other side, turning around and reaching out that helping, reaching that helping hand out to, to kind of make meaning of what they went through by paying it forward. Yes. It's like an instinct almost. It's, it's like an instinct. It's like, yes. okay, I went through this, I survived. Now it's time to, now it's time to help people do go through the same thing. Yes. Yes. And I do remember a very specific point when I was at UT Austin struggling. Like I said, I was at my bottom. There was this one point where I stopped on campus, like dead in my tracks. I was on my way to go to take a test, but I was just like, I, with my backpack on, it's like, I am going to get over this. I know I am. And I, I'm going to make the world a better place for it. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> that's, that sounds like, that sounds like a turning point to me, a yes, huge turning 100%. point where you were declaring to yourself, you were declaring to the world, I'm going to, something's going to change here. 
something's going to change here. Yes. It sounds like you just knew. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's really, that's, that's such a beautiful moment. Like the, those, those moments where we kind of, it's just that moment. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So really the, the essence of the essence of this podcast is a question that I'm about to ask you now, Casey, which is so based on your personal experience and what you've gone through and also based on your expertise and knowledge and your work with clients now, what is a piece of advice, one or maybe two, that you would give to people who are in the thick of it right now? They're in the muck, they're in the caca, let's say they're, they're deep, they're deep in, in the, uh, the roughest part maybe of their journey with an eating disorder. What inspiration would you offer to our listeners who are in that place right now on how to get to that other side? Absolutely, Nikki. So what I would suggest right now, especially gearing up for the holidays, would be ground, visualize, and process. And I'll break that down a little more. So grounding yourself before you go into any triggering situation, which let's be real, the holidays are basically just, I feel like they're almost like, um, you know, events just for triggering, <laughs> like they're made for that almost. No, right. no, I kid, <laughs> right. I kid. But um, before you go into the holidays, um, make sure you find a way to ground yourself, whether it be yoga or even two minutes of taking some deep breaths in the bathroom. Um, there's smoke cleansing. There's so many different things you can do before you walk into that event, which you know will be triggering. So ground yourself visualize the event going very well. Uh, obviously, there's been a ton of science, a ton of research on visualization for athletes, CEOs, I mean, everyone, you know, so if you're a research geek like I am, read about it, but otherwise, just try it because it works. Um, and then process, you know, often we don't give ourselves that time to process and feel right so maybe you have that event you prepared you did everything and still you 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 know your such and such cousin was talking about your body and it was very triggering or whatever and you're just feeling so many intense feelings if you give yourself time even putting it in your schedule like I literally will tell my clients give yourself an hour to cry like mm. put it in your schedule if you need to and you know give yourself that time to process whether it's crying or journaling or, you know, but try not to just directly numb out after the event because that's what we all want to do. And I encourage people to feel. Um, and those actually come directly from my three-part mini-series, Ditch the Diet Talk, which I just recently put out. And, and of course, in the video series, it breaks it down. It takes about an hour to watch all three videos. But those are, that's the gist of, of what I share in those. And I, I've been just trying to share that as much as I can because I think it's valuable information. And again, especially for the holidays, it's something that, that can be very useful. I love how concrete that is. And I wanted to clarify the processing part. So when you talk about processing that, that's something that happens after the event or after, after yes. the, that, that moment or time that you're visualizing and moving through. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So processing the emotions, de debriefing. And I imagine, yeah. I imagine the community that the, the kinds of communities that you have found and that you're now creating would be really helpful in maybe having I don't know, kind of a, a debriefing buddy or, or if you, you know, if you have, if you have a, a Facebook group or a similar kind of group or community where you could go and you could say, okay, 
here's here's how it went. I mean, I, I'm part of a, a mom's Facebook group here in, on the east side of LA and, and we do that kind of stuff all the time, you know, we're kind of yeah, waiting yeah, for oh, each yeah. other at night on the Facebook group wanting to know like, how did that one thing go? And it could be something <laughs> joyous, but it could also be something challenging or hard, so. Yes, yes, absolutely. I do have a Facebook group. I also have a course, Body Reset Liberation. Mm -hmm. I just finished one up but I am going to be reamping re it and launching it in 2021. I'm super excited about that. And it's just an opportunity for people to get together, mostly women and femmes, but I have had some male clients, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting together and working through all of this or so much and just speaking to other people who get it, who are also actively trying to learn the latest research and we're all sharing our, what we've learned. And it's, it's, it's very, very helpful to have that community, 100%. And let me follow up on that by asking, well, first, by thanking you for being my guest today, Casey. This has been a Absolutely. great conversation, and I could chat with you for much longer. Where can we find you online? How do we follow you, learn more about your work, your programs, You know, your, your, what you, your recent launch, all of that stuff? Yes, so my website, caseyurban.com. I'm sure my name will be on the notes um, and yep. my Instagram at Casey Urban. And that's pretty much it. My um, Ditch the Diet talk is now live. Um, it is $39 until October 31st, but I think that this will probably launch a little after that. But I do want to go ahead and um, uh, give your listeners that price if they want to. So uh, they can reach out to me, email me. All my information is on my website. And yeah, it's, um, you know, the all we can do is educate ourselves and change the way we perceive the world, right? We can't expect the world to change for us. We have to change how we are actively learning how to take in the world. And that's uh, one of the, my main approaches. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Casey. And I want to tell all of you listeners that Casey is spelled C-A-S-E-Y, just, just in case you're only listening to this and at Casey Urban. Again, thank you. This is Nikki Bruno with Casey Urban on the Epic Comeback podcast. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback in your life after a life-shattering experience or even during the life-shattering experience, please visit theepiccomeback.com. Bye for now.